1: Hello and welcome to the 17th episode of Tender Loving Care, question mark, with your host myself, Pauline, and my darling Kate. Every week, Kate and I break down two shows from the TLC network, the name of the network that I believe for the longest time was an acronym for Tender Loving Care, and when I found out that it actually stood for the Learning Channel, and I saw the types of shows that were on that channel, my deep confusion bred this podcast. Each week, Kate and I will randomly select two shows to cover for the next episode by spinning the wheel of shame which has all 113 shows and counting that we will be studying hello Kate hello we are on episode 17 that's crazy I know before we know it 20 30 50 a thousand TLC keeps pumping out these shows we'll keep pumping out this so lucky you listeners lucky 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 you it's exciting. It is exciting. Um, okay, so I see the what are you wearing right now? I see there's somebody on your shirt. Yeah. She's got Britney. She's Brittany, got Britney. And it's and it's an old school Britney. Um and I have a feeling that we will be discussing Britney in a week or so. But listeners, we have a surprise coming up for you pretty soon. Um we are we won't talk any more about it, but it's gonna be we've got our first agent in the field. Um It's going to be very, very exciting for all of you. Um, And just keep updated with all of our social media so you can be up to date and find out when we're going to drop that extra episode because it's going to be very, very exciting. It's our first agent in the field. Alas, it is not Jeff the PA. We have not got to those dizzying heights yet. We will. We will find him. We will ask him about stripping. We will ask him about a little bit. We'll ask him about everything. But right now we have something equally as good. It's, it's going to be fun, Kate. I can't wait for that. I know. So we won't say any more on that. We will start on two, um, the shows this week. So we did have two shows that were actually on the, um, network for us to be able to watch and review this week. Um, one was a monster. The other one was just mini. And I love when the wheel of shame does that. It's just like, guys, I'm not going to, you know, we've, been through a lot with the wheel of shame uh so far and this one was great you know the wheel of shame kind of picks chooses like here's a long one here's a biggie here's a smallie and that's what they did for us this week the wheel knows best it does we trust in the wheel we sacrifice the tlc gods each week and this is what we get so kate if you're ready do you want to begin the shit talking let's (laughs) okay sorry i mean review it review sorry get those so interchangeable with tlc shows the reviewing of these shows yes okay okay perfect all right i'm ready when you are
2: all right so the first show that we will be talking about is a pretty well-known show it's called cake boss and this is how tlc describes it Buddy Velastro's family-owned business, Carla's Bakery, in Hoboken, New Jersey, is booming, and it's bound to get even busier after viewers get an inside look at how Buddy and his staff, including his mom, four sisters, and three brothers-in-law, produce thousands of wedding cakes, specialty cakes, as in Britney Spears' circus-themed 27th birthday cake, and pastries every week. Now, Kate, was that a coincidence that you wore your Brit shirt or did you read ahead with the
1: with the show notes?
2: It was a coincidence.
1: Okay, well, I that would have been, I thought if you had actually read ahead, I was like that would have been really impressive because Kate and I do not do a lot of preparation for this show, as you can tell. Um, so that's good. Um, Cake boss, everyone. Now. I'm sure if you're familiar at all with the realm of TLC, you know what Cake Boss is. It's been on for a billion years. We also um, reviewed a, the most dramatic spinoff of a guy injuring his hand um, a couple of episodes back. So we don't need to go over that, but you can go back and see. It was like Buddy Velastro's Road to Recovery, and it was about this the main character, the Cake Boss, having an injury in his hands um, that, as his wife pointed out, you know, creates the lifestyle they have. And if something happens to his hands, what's going to happen to all of their stuff? Not not his career. What's going to happen to all of their stuff? And that was a direct quote from that episode. So go back and listen to that if you haven't already. We get into this. We decided there are uh, 15 seasons, by the way. 15 seasons. Um, they're not 45 minutes each, which the TLC usually does They're 21 minutes. So a little bit more bearable, yeah. but alas... We're not watching 15 seasons. It's not going to happen. Um, it began in 2009. And what Kate and I decided to do is we'll just do a mixie. So we did a couple from season one so we can see how everything started out. Then we jumped into the middle and then we went to the very end. So, Kate, that kind of gave us a scope, a development, if you want to call it that, um, of Buddy Velastro and his shot.
2: It was fun to go back to the beginning and. Yeah. Mm, I mean, he was, yeah. well, you know, relatively speaking, fun. But yeah. <laughs> uh, he was just as intense, though. Now, Kate says intense,
1: politely worded. I had written in my notes this show should be called We're Family, slash, We're Hotheads, slash, We're Constantly Screaming and Daily Heart Attacks. I understand the whole the whole, um, what can I say? I mean, it's, I don't want to say, it's not a stereotype. It's, a, well, maybe it's a stereotype that's embraced by American Italians of they're always shout. This is in the East coast, right? So they, I'm not going to not, I'm not going to do accent work. It's very tempting because there is a lot cause they're from New Jersey. And I think any American accent I do sounds like it's from New Jersey anyway, but they are screaming constantly in each other's faces slamming their hands on the tables and you just think okay you're just playing into it at this point you're playing into everyone knows that the the italians have the have the reputation of being these passionate you know strong loud voiced um you know especially from this this part uh, these this you know, the American, Italian, this part of um, America are screaming, but we're family, we're family. And they're screaming and then they're shouting and then they're slamming and then they're throwing stuff. And it's like, but you were straight in, season one, episode one, everything's opening up and everyone's called Joey, little Frankie. I I mean, the accents, it's just going to come, I'll let it go. Um, But we have, we're introduced to, it's Carlo's, I, I wanted to keep saying Carlos, but it's Carlo's Bakery. And as Kate said, Holboken, New Jersey. We're introduced to so many people at once. I really, I was writing down these names and I was like, I can't keep track. There's obviously Buddy. Buddy Senior, we do a little flashback on photos, was his father that passed away when Buddy Velastro was only 17. So it obviously was a very, very um, sore spot for the entire family to lose Buddy Senior so young. And this, it was his bakery. And so the entire, family kind of took it over and they're still there the mother and all these brothers there's like grace little frankie joey morrow mary I, I don't know i
2: i don't know if you could keep track of the family tree i couldn't kate i just gave up it was A lot of people, which we noted in Road to Recovery, they're just always together and they work together. And he at one point was saying, you know, conflict's going to happen. We're here. We're here 15 hours a day, every day, six days a week. And so we fight. And it's the energy was so high all the time. And the thing as well is why I
1: said that it should have put daily heart attacks. The majority. majority of these people are um not on the the healthiest looking side right they are workaholics they when you go in the first episode they were saying something i didn't write it down what it was so you you see collie's bakery is just like a very pretty um you know local bakery smallish in size and they were doing something like 1500 wedding cakes a week and like plus all of the stuff just for the bakery the shop front the amount that they work was it was unbelievable it really you couldn't understand how much they were doing like I didn't understand from the amount of people that were in the that you kept seeing in the bakery it was like okay there's another brother there's another brother but how are they producing this much I didn't get that at all it didn't seem like that big
2: of a facility
1: I know and it was just thousands of cakes and just pastries and
2: it was a lot it was a lot um they definitely work hard for their money this family
1: they work really really hard so you obviously can tell they're not taking care of themselves because they were they as i said they didn't look like the healthiest and their blood pressure i was waiting for someone to drop dead the energy levels and just the anger and the screaming and the pounding and the just guys someone's gonna collapse i was just wait i was waiting for two things on this constantly waiting for someone to collapse and also waiting for things to fall over the way they carried these cakes you thought they looked like they were as light as air and they were like six stacks and they were carrying them on one
2: hand and i thought it's going it's going down and it never did in that i saw anyway they run out of sugar and he's screaming at uh whoever the hell Frankie one of them Frankie, Joey whoever it is he's like go get more sugar how do the hell does this even happen da 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 so then Frankie goes to get more sugar he comes in and he just throws these bags oh, of sh- he slams these bags of sugar on the counter and they split open and it's like why, why the anger the constant
1: <laughs> anger but the thing I don't it's hard to really gauge this this is coming from the first ever episode i believe i don't know if they did a pile or something beforehand or maybe a one-off i don't know this bakery's already very very successful this is 2009 and this first episode they do the whole uh and this is buddy and this is a uh, little frankie he's my cousin and he's so and so he's got a lot to learn and this is my sister grace basically saying you know the one there's one that works in the um in the in the front at the bakery and she's just a complete raging bitch to everyone they come and they order stuff and she's a mary that's the name mary and she said what do you want just tell me what you want and i don't know whether they think they had to up all of this ante to a get a tv show which i kind of get b to live up to this stereotype of these loud um american italians i don't know but either way i was like what part of this is genuine this was one where i really couldn't kind of see the lines which was genuine or not
2: because they're all like that and they all, all of them ma- they all maintain that the whole show the whole time they're filming so i think they're really like that but they just kind of push it when they're being filmed but I think probably. they're pretty much like that <laughs> probably. And there was one
1: thing so so you know you go in they do kind of the, they show everyone in the in the in the back that are making these cakes. Then they introduced like Kate said they didn't get any sugar which, they ran out of sugar which was just like okay. And obviously that drove him nuts. Um and this one episode concentrated on two things. They had he had an order from Bride's magazine um in new york city and um it was for a couple of cakes and they added more so it was the stress of him doing this and the piping and needless to say he's obviously exceptionally talented and everybody that works them are very 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 talented um i do find it really really strange that the, that all the family is that talented and learned to all from their father i don't know it was just kind of remark like making these intricate little petals and it's a real art it's such an art and um i don't know i mean some you know work on the counters and some do other stuff but so you see him getting these cakes he's like i had to concentrate and in between that he's like screaming at someone else and then he goes back to piping and he's like this is my happy place this is where i'm okay i zone out i zone out and there was one thing that got me and i'm just gonna ask you if you noticed this okay there was one word because he described he didn't really it goes into the cakes a little bit but there really wasn't a huge amount of detail really he'd say you know this is this type of sponge and this is a pound cake and we shape it like this and then we do this kind of icing but I thought it was gonna be a lot more informative about how these cakes are actually made and his concepts and things like that it wasn't really um but it was only 21 minutes each of these episodes but Kate did you notice one word that he kept pronouncing which every baker would use a lot of they'd use this word a lot and it drove me nuts the way he pronounced it. Anything that stood out to you?
2: Uh, it's a it's a word that a baker specifically would say. Yeah, definitely. Huge. No, 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 no.
1: <laughs> he kept saying he's talking about making the cakes and the type of icing, and then putting something on top of it. Fondant. Oh, fondant. And yeah, f- fondant. That's how he pronounced it. And we put and we put this on, and we put the fondant on. And I thought, hang on, did he just slip up? And then he's like, he says it all the time. That's how he pronounces it. Fondant. Literally, fondant. How is it supposed to be? Fondant. It's not fondant. It was like, it's two words. Fondant. It was so annoying. Every time he said it, it drove me bananas. I thought it
2: was fondant. Fondant.
1: (laughs) But it's just like... i don't know maybe americans pronounce it different but this i've never heard an yeah. american pronounce it fondant Found like it. it was so hard on these two words that me nuts
2: fondant fondant
1: yeah. let's put the fondant on anyway so we slapping table and then it's the we're family all the time mm. i can't oh, i can't bear all this bullshit.
2: i did learn i learned something Go on. uh what what dirty icing a cake dirty is. Ice. that's
1: true um do you want to explain
2: yeah, so that's when they just slap on, like, buttercream icing or something so that it's basically a glue for the fondant. Fondant. And fondant. So they just call, they just it's like like very it dirty rain. icing.
1: It's like Rain Man-esque. Fondant. I don't know what it was. It was really weird the way he said it, but that <laughs> is dirt. That's exactly what it is. Um, I did learn that too. Didn't know that. So anyway, screaming at these people about the sugar, then these, this very angry large man comes in that's a brother or brother-in-law or a god knows who cousin and slams these things on the table and splits the bag open so the shit and then he screams at someone else anyway then buddy's like i need to i need to relax so you're also told what they're doing in this episode this made no sense to me at all mary who is the manager it might have been grace might have been grace these two are both his sisters one's middle one's older she goes um I think Grace was actually the one on uh, our previous episode when we reviewed uh, Buddy Valastro's road to uh, recovery that spent like 10 minutes showing um, the viewers where she vomited in a bush outside the house because she couldn't believe the injury. Anyway, one of them goes to the camera. So um, it's actually going to be Buddy's birthday this weekend. And we've decided, and I was waiting for we're going to take him away with doing him a surprise party. Yeah, they did him a surprise party, but they said, we're going to, quote, trick him into making his own cake. And I thought, sorry, what? And so she was smiling from ear to ear. So the whole thing was she comes in and she goes, we got an order. It's for a boat, a fishing boat, and it's got to be this big, and uh, they want it They want it by Saturday and he's like and he's stressed so he's like god really i've got to make another ke- are you seriously like, this is another cake they need it this soon okay i'll figure it out and they're all smiling thinking that they're like doing something for him but they're making him work harder and create something for himself i didn't understand any of that that was so weird to me
2: i know he was so overworked and then he has to make this elaborate fishing boat because these cakes are they have so many details he's making a little fishing guy and a tackle box and and he just he's delivering it and he's like walking in and it's his family and they're like surprise you 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 made your (laughs) own
1: cake
2: eat it he's and like, he said, oh, uh,
1: yeah. And it wasn't even like a big party. It was just like a... Di- I didn't get that at all. That was just so stupid. Let's make him even more stressed. Let's push him to the edge of a uh, heart attack to make his own birthday cake. It was it was ridiculous. But then again, I also was thinking in my head, you're going to get someone like him a cake. Where the hell do you get him a cake? Because he is the king of cakes. So it's like, he's the, he's the cake boss. So where do you... I, I don't know, but that was stupid. Yeah. Then there's this There is this scene Well, so Mary's the one that's really rude to customers, right? So he's like, uh, anyway, so he finished the piping on these big, big grand bride uh, cakes that were so early 2000s, like black and white pipe. It was so early 2000s. Anyway, so he's going, oh, and every time his interviews, by the way, when he's um, doing his like um, single interviews to camera, so high level energy. I go to get a coffee. And I'm not exaggerating. That's the level he's at. Constantly, I go to get a coffee. I get an email, and then it's just like paused on him shouting that he's getting an email. So he gets an email that's the customer just being like, "Mary was a complete bitch to me, and um, she's awful, <laughs> and she treated me really rubbish." So then he pulls his sister aside, straight into a fight. Straight into a fight. She is going, "I didn't do anything." This is the level that, and he's like, "Shut up!" <laughs> Like, and then two minutes later they're just kissing each other going oh it's okay so we're fam yeah, did, did we ta- did we, ta- did, we ta- did we tell you we're family when you hear your family
2: yeah <laughs> <sighs> and that was end of episode one i mean to be in this family your nervous system just has to be like it, it was just shot so it was just shot. shot what it did remind me of i grew up with um you know i come
1: from a scottish and irish family and the scots are like that and my mum's from glasgow and I was obviously brought up in England. My mum was brought up in Glasgow. And there they speak, the Glaswegians and the Scottish in general are very much like the Italians. They are loud speakers. They're emphatic. They can start an argument in an empty room, which is very true. Especially, <laughs> I mean, I've picked up that skill, which I'm, I'm very happy about. Um, but they are loud. And when I'd go up to Scotland on school holidays and go and visit family and things like that, I was always terrified. I was a very timid kid anyway, but I was just terrified all the time. And I'd say to my mum, and my mum would tell me, she goes, you used to say to me, why are they why are they angry with me? And it's not at all that they were angry. It's just completely the way they talk. It's always over the top and it's always like this and you think they're shouting, but they're completely not. So I did relate to this quite a lot because it was so reminiscent of me constantly thinking they're all angry and they're not. It was just exactly the way the Glaswegians speak so Mm -hmm. it did make me feel a little bit at home because I remember I was just terrified all the time it's like ah they're all showing at me but they're not they're not they just they just that's just very emphatic how they
2: are I think I would prefer that straightforward brashness even if it is really intense to just people never saying when they're upset or anything
1: oh it is and it's not um and it's not even that it I mean it's I guess it's brash in the sense that it's um that sorry, listeners. I just realised I need to plug in my lappy toppy, so I'm going to do that. But I can keep talking. Um, just realised my battery's low. So it, it's it's just that they are just always at a very high volume, very high volume. Um, and as I said, believe it or not, listeners, I was very very timid as a um, child. Grew out of it, as you can tell, because now I do the screaming, and I have a <laughs> podcast to scream about. Uh, on so that's you know all works out have goals kids have goals um that was kind of episode one and then Kate we did another two in season one Mm -hmm. didn't we do you want to go over those ones
2: yeah so the next one was episode four right yeah oh Oh, here we go we got (laughs) serious serious boys here go ahead So it's wedding season. They have 45 wedding cakes to make Insane. for one Insane. weekend. Which Insane. I I worked in a bakery for like five or six years. And this really brought me back because it is really intense yeah. because it's such time consuming, elaborate work that you're doing. And so if you messed up a cake or something, like it was a huge deal. Oh, and yeah. They were so mad. And so um, – and that's that's just a very high volume of wedding cakes because these cakes are like five tiers. They're massive. Yeah. So um, that's kind of how they started. It's wedding season. But then Uh-oh. the first client comes in because each episode they have this big client, you know, big crazy cake they're making. And this first client is don't, the don't. mob. <laughs> okay. let's First of all, we have to do – hang on. We have to be really
1: careful here because – According to anyone you will ask, specifically in Little Italy, in the Bronx, anyone in NYC, the mob doesn't exist anymore, okay? Um, It does, um, but (laughs) what TLC did, what scared me to my core, because also, as I think I mentioned in last weeks, I'm re-watching The uh, Sopranos from the beginning. So I really am, like, deep in it at the moment. So this comes on. And TLC is fully like, okay, you see a guy who once again looks like a um, powerful individual, suit, gold chain, sitting down, large, think Tony Soprano. Then you have next to him, the guy in the tracksuit. What do you call it? Do you call it leisure suit? What do you call it? Sweatsuit? What do you you call that? We call it tracksuit.
2: I think tracksuit. Tracksuit, yeah. yeah.
1: Gold chains, you know, the the white undershirt underneath just showing. And he's going, uh, you know, we, we're doing this for our boss. And he says, oh, what do you do? You know, Buddy's like, "What do you, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And you're like, oh, all right. I see where we're <laughs> going, TLC. And then he's just like, then Buddy's like, oh, I hope I don't get whacked. I'm yeah. sorry. I don't think any of that's joke, to joke about. I wouldn't, I, I, I'm I terrified. So I personally would not let TLC infer and show the faces of people that they are calling part of the mafia. That's all I'm saying.
2: And then they're calling it the local social club. Uh, and I was it, like, Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're playing the music in the background. Oh. They're playing this like. Do, 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 do.
1: Do, do, yeah.
2: It's literally everything from The
1: Godfather. But it's like, TLC, calm down. Stop saying this. You're showing their faces. I'm worried. Like, stop talking about it. I was just like, stop talking about it. You don't talk about it. You don't talk about the family. Like, stop. Stop. <laughs> but, it was, uh...
2: It was yeah. wild. Yeah. So they're making this roulette cake. This huge, pretty much life-size uh, mm-hmm. roulette table cake for the boss Boys. of the social club who is the man of the year. I had no idea what that even was yeah. supposed to mean. Yeah. And that's the big project. Um, they have a slip system for the cakes, and he goes, the slip is huge. We're old school. And this like lady comes up. She brings her slip up. Where's the cake? When did make the cake. Where's the slip? Da, 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 da. And so mm-hmm. they just make it on the fly and give it to her. And then... Wow. Um, and then he turns on the water. Oh yeah! And the water's brown. Mm-hmm. Nobody use the water. Warder, wardor. War, wardor. 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 Like Mordor. he's just screaming at everyone. Screaming at everyone. Don't use this water. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, someone uses it, and he flips out. <laughs> he flips out. <laughs>
1: I mean, it's just he goes and then he has to throw something away, and so he's shouting at one person that looks like he's has very high cholesterol. Let me say that. And he, Buddy's not far off it either. Uh, by the way, should we mention when they were talking about his father, Buddy Senior, the very first episode, they do like kind of flashbacks and show him Buddy Junior with Buddy Buddy Senior learning to make the cakes. And he was like
2: beautiful. Did you see him? Yeah, he was stunning. I did see that. He was so good.
1: Was like this. I mean, just go- slim, gorgeous young boy. Essentially, like chiseled. Was, yeah, that sounds he a little great. bit odd. Young man, not young boy. Young, young man. Gorgeous mm-hmm. and. um... Yeah, so he doesn't look like that now, but he's, he's got, um, he is, really has to, I've just kept thinking about their health, because he's screaming at this man who's very overweight, and he's screaming at another man that's really overweight, and then they're like, go and get water. So then this guy goes and gets water, another time when they've run out of something, he goes to get bottled water, and this other guy's just waiting there and just throws brown water in his face, as he comes <laughs> in the door. And he's like, what are you doing that for? He said, you because I got out. in trouble. You read me out. You don't read out the family. It was, it was <sighs> more screaming ensued. So then there's someone we meet called Stretch. And mm-hmm. I believe he was called Stretch because he's the only one that's over five foot five in the entire establishment. <laughs> and he, because I think he probably was a whopping five foot seven himself. And he delivers all the cakes and he was just getting stuff messed up left, right, and centre. And he's driving they drive these cakes. This was another thing I never I didn't understand this as well. You see him driving these cakes, like these six tiered cakes, just in the back of the van, and I couldn't even see how it was secured. And they're carrying them with one hand. I mean that's obviously they're professionals, they know what they're doing, but I was so nervous all the time that it was gonna fall over.
2: I held my breath every time they were transporting a cake.
1: I know. I know, and they were they, they such small quarters. It really was. It's just a small little bakery front, and there's two floors, and they have an office upstairs, and then downstairs is where they make all these cakes. I just really wanted to know more of when they said they had 45 wedding cakes in one weekend. How many staff do they have? Like, there was things like that I wanted to know. How many staff do they have um how do they start from from beginning to end of getting a cake because in the next one they're doing this like zombie prom thing for these people that do this zombie walk mm-hmm. and you see them discuss you know what would we have you, see, you kind of see that but you don't see much like sketching really or i, I don't know they just I guess it's because you know what well, the episodes are very short. Thankfully, they're only twenty-one minutes, and they need a little bit of family drama. They need to focus on two particular cakes, so they don't have a lot of time to go into it. But I want to know, like, they say, you know, we use a pound cake because we can mold that or carve it easier. Tell us how that is a different consistency to like a Victoria sponge or like like I want to know all of this stuff. But I didn't learn that. I didn't learn. You gotta about. watch uh,
2: Bake Off for that. Oh, trust that same. kind of I detail. Watch it. Come on, come on, my <laughs> homeland. I watched it all, um, but
1: yeah. So the zombie prom, they kind of just did um, what I did note on here. We still, this was the third one we watched, and this is still season one. So this is all two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Very, you know, that's twelve years ago. So it really is a lot of these things. I realized, like they did this zombie thing, and it was this zombie coming out of the grave, and everyone was like, "Whoa, well whoa, then." Whoa, and stuff has changed so much because I don't really, I don't watch any of these baking shows on Netflix, but I see them always flick up when I'm on Netflix and they're making like on, but there's one, I don't know. Once again, this should be a TLC show, but it's literally just a whole show about, is this a real cake or is this the real thing? So we'll have like a bowling pin and then a cake that's made out, but that's a whole show, a bowling yeah. pin. Yeah. It's really, I just, I saw the thing and I was like, whoa, and stuff has changed and elevated so much that watching it now they're all really impressed and of course to make it's impressive but it really isn't compared to the stuff we see now did you get that as well
2: yeah i have a note here that says the zombie looks like shrek melted in an oven it's disgusting
1: it wasn't there was no kind of finesse with that i guess back then because they were really they're really large cakes as well um by the way they must cost a fortune as well um these cakes um so i don't know now yeah see that would have been another good point how much do these cost um i don't know now in season nine if Um, they are doing things that are much more impressive because some of these Netflix shows, as I say, they put like motors in cakes and they have them like a whole landscape and they have, you know, they're just completely, completely different to anything like this. But this, as I said, this was like over a decade ago. Right. So it was noticeable.
2: Yeah. And uh, they bring this... (laughs) It's fun the fun parts for me were when they went to these different situations and Buddy himself would deliver it because he wants to see the reactions and it's it's just a bunch of nerds in zombie like costumes. Yeah. And then they they basically they just walk through the downtown area like zombies and then they had this yeah. prom after party and he delivers yeah. the cake and they all start clawing at it.
1: I thought can you imagine if spent Hours, days making this cake, and they these these idiot, all right, these people that decided to go on this zombie walk. By the way, no one's asking for it. Anyway, they spend hours <laughs> doing their makeup and everything. Yeah, they then they just walk down the street pretending they're zombies. Go into this like zombie prom. And, I mean, they all are like Dungeons and Dragons. Is that what it's called? They're all like yeah. co- it's like cosplay type of people. Um, and they go in, and this cake comes out. And I think they thought it was cute to still act like a zombie. And they just shoved their hands right into this cake. And I thought, first of all, so disrespectful to someone that's just delivered that to you. And how gross? Am I going to go and eat something where someone's just had their dirt? Their hands are all covered in makeup as well because they're zombies. In a cake? What? I'm going to go and eat any of that. It's just so ridiculous. You could tell
2: tell Buddy didn't like it. He was like, it's not really my scene. And he was just kind of standing there with a frozen smile on. (laughs) Yeah, it "Um." was not cool. It was not cool at all. Um,
1: So we saw that one and that was a zombie prom. And then there was a batch, the whole, oh, and this one as well, there's a bachelorette where uh, we kind of saw the mother for the first time, I think, because she was like not having any erotic cakes no penises and this bachelorette wanted basically massive dongs on like these (laughs) strippers um, on the cake and so that was a big fight with the mother you know making the sign of the cross oh my god that's very scottish as well oh my god i can't see any of that making the sign of the cross but um so yeah there was um a fight about the erotic cakes as well and then they go to this bachelorette and it's also set up obviously but I mean, TLC hasn't changed a lot in a decade. I mean, the stuff that's set up then, they, they haven't put much effort in trying to hide the setups that they do now either.
2: Nope.
1: They go into the room and it's just like four women in dresses. And there's not even like a drink between them. And they just bring in the cake and they're like, Whoo! like it was actual strippers coming in. I was like, oh God. <laughs> they were excited to be on TV. <laughs> that's what they were excited about. Exactly. And they were like, it's going to get kind of wild. And I was like, I can guarantee it's not. <laughs> guarantee it so unless you have the guys from um episode four with the gold chains and the track suits then it may get a little bit wild but um if it doesn't it's probably not no. so that was that and then kate we
2: also had that go-kart one as well didn't we i didn't really get this one no it's this woman named jessica who's the number 17 sprint race car driver in the nation and her dad loves racing and so they have this family reunion every year and she comes in and wants them to make this big race car cake and buddy's like i'm gonna make one with a motor that drives and he tries fails but it's, it's just it's just this big red car i was like okay yeah it
1: was not impressive at all. I mean, listen to us. It's like Kate and I talking about parenting again on this yeah. on this podcast. We <laughs> always think we know what we're talking about. We don't know anything about parenting. And we um, don't know anything about making cakes like this. But I'm just saying, this. now we're in season five, by the way. We've gone from season one to season five, this go-cut one. And we're just being spoiled by what there is, I guess, out there now for cake making. Because I was just like, oh, okay. And this is when I kind of wrote in the notes, I just thought there'd be more family drama. Like the first episode, they're screaming and you're kind of seeing there must be like bigger fights in between the two, between all of them. But you don't really like get that. You don't really like hear it a lot. I mean, they're just kind of screaming, they get over it. But I thought it might be some deep, deep, I want deep fighting, you know, cutting the family in half. Like I want that type of stuff.
2: Yeah, I want someone to sleep with someone else's oh, wife dream, or something. Dream,
1: yeah. dream, dream, dream. Yeah. Um, they did make a cake for someone that was 101 years old, which was just phenomenal. I loved that. Yes. Oh, I loved seeing that man. Freckles. And, um, his name was Freckles. And um, he was a, uh, a champion playing marbles in 1921 or something insane. Um and he was oh it was just wonderful he was there and he plays poker every day and he's surrounded by family they're all there and he goes that's what makes me happy seeing my family and i just thought that's how lucky would we be if we lived to 101 and we play poker every day and we're surrounded by family and he looked fantastic yeah wearing a suit and everything that was lovely um and i'd also wondered when we were going to meet the wife because i don't know obviously we only did these few episodes i don't know in season one if buddy was actually already married probably i get the feeling that all of them married really really young Probably. um and but this is the first time out of these episodes we saw lisa the wife um because he's setting up a new factory and mm-hmm. he does this thing like he's getting stressed because one of the um one of the machines isn't the right machine that was installed and it's too small or something and he i just don't know how much look he hasn't got this far he hasn't had a show for 15 years or whatever it is without being knowing how to work the camera. He's just like, I'm just so stressed. I don't know what to do. Uh, and I just thought, we're trying a little bit too hard here. I, I think you're just... I don't deny that you're completely stressed with your business, but it was just a little bit of a cringe factor. I got, okay, can we just just, just stop? Please stop. It was kind of
2: embarrassing. I was like, just order a bigger mixer. And- I know,
1: I'm so... Uh, and he couldn't even get words out. And it was just like, it looked like... It, looked, it reminded me of... Um, for all the Bravo and Rony Real Housewives of New York fans out there when Ramona went to Heather's house in the Berkshires and um, by the way, for all the English listeners, um, the Berkshires, I'm from where well, I went to school in Berkshire. It's spelled the same way, but we pronounce it Berkshire, but Americans pronounce it Berkshire. Um, Ramona went to Heather's house in the Berkshires and it didn't have air conditioning. She hated it. So she went into the woods and pretended she had a panic attack so she could get her friend's helicopter to get her out of there to go to the Hamptons to Molly Sims' party. If anyone's familiar with all of that. Um, but it reminded <laughs> me of that. She was in the. She was in the. She was in the forest, going. Oh, this reminds me of when I, you know when I grew up, and she pretended to have a panic attack and cry, and she literally put her finger under her, under her eye to show there was a tear and there was nothing there. There wasn't a single tear <laughs> that left her eyes, but she had to go to Molly Sims' party in the Hamptons. So it reminded me a lot of that. Like Ramona had to put it on, and I think Buddy was putting
2: it on. I was like, "Calm down, dude. Calm down." He's putting it on and he also, like you were saying earlier, doesn't take care of himself. So he just pushes himself to the brink and Mm -hmm. and works like 20 hours a day, six days a week. And so I think he's just like, you know, when you're tired and the Mm. littlest thing can upset you. He's like at that level all the time.
1: See, that's another thing I'd want to see because he would say stuff like that. And I would love to see him like his daily routine. You know, I didn't see any of that. Like, who opens the shop at 6 o'clock? I mean, it's a bakery. There, if there, I don't know if there was, there wasn't bread, it was all cakes. But that's, like, 6 a.m., 5 a.m. I mean, who's opening the shop and when does he get in? And is he really working, like, these 20 hours? Like, all of that I wanted to know. You know, there was so much I wanted to kind of know about his schedule. But it's but not I mean, it's insane. He hasn't become this successful from not working extremely, extremely hard.
2: Yeah. It's... Yeah. It's a lot, it's a lot, a lot of work. And they they do, they show, f- like, they don't, sh- yeah, they don't, like, tell you about, teal. Teal. Sorry, let me start again. They don't tell you about all the staff, like, they only focus on his family members, but there are, yeah. like, the, they'll show, like, a quick shot of, like, some counter girls and, like, wrapping up a box, but they don't ever, mm. I kind of wanted, like, Vanderpump Rules, like, workplace yes. drama. I wanted that these- as
1: well. I wanted that. <laughs> There was one blonde that I, well, I saw, there was one blonde that works with him in the back and I felt there was some sexual tension. Now I may have just completely made that up because I want it to be true, but there, I believe there was some sexual tension between him and this young blonde girl that worked
2: there. I think I know who you're talking about. Did she have the bangs that kind of like hung in her face? That one? yep. And she's tan and yeah. yep
1: i thought hmm, might be something there tlc get the cameras on those two after hours that's what i would
2: like what's going, going on in that been... walk-in that yeah. walk-in freezer or i would
1: liked to see that <laughs> um and then the last one we decided to just go straight to the last season that was released or the last one that's on tlc really and that's season nine so i mean they've been going it, re- it really is remarkable he's had nine seasons from this. it really is and um He's opening another bakery, so I have no idea how many he has now. Um, and there was this huge blizzard that, like, threatened the opening day and they cried when they hung up a photo of his dad in the in the new bakery. Um, and he felt very proud because he was doing something that, you know, he said his dad would have been very proud of, no doubt. Um, what else happened in that? I kind of switched off at that point.
2: In this one, they had some extreme sisters
1: oh they did (laughs) (laughs) they did
2: indeed it was these identical twins that were in their 40s or something and they had these wonderful raspy smoker voices oh they're doing a pack a day pack a day pack a day and they were wearing matching dresses matching necklaces same haircut and they're fighting about whether they should get a butterfly cake or a bulldog cake for their mom's yeah. 70th birthday and buddy's yeah. just like Ugh. and he's like you got this right Mary?" to his sister and then he like walks out
1: yeah they were they were loved they were hoping that they were going to get that TLC spin-off but unfortunately didn't happen for them. It didn't they, happen.
2: No, they said a line in unison at one point.
1: Yeah, they did. That was that was very rehearsed. They were they knew exactly what they were doing coming in, but um, they wanted that. To, I don't blame them. You know, when you have something like that, you know whether you are a conjoined twin, morbidly obese. In smaller stature, larger stature, you could have a TLC show like that. Is what you can aspire to. So these twins were like, "Look, everyone else has got a TLC show that's like us. Let us try." But unfortunately, um, TLC didn't want anything to do with them. So they didn't bite.
2: But you got to shoot bite. your shot.
1: Exactly, and they always, did <laughs> always for TLC. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else to say about it?
2: No, that was that yeah. was pretty much it. I mean. I really, what was funny to me was, and we kind of touched on this earlier, the contrast between him delicately putting an orchid onto a cake and doing this really intricate piping and he's meditating kind of by himself and then yep. someone drops a mop or something mm-hmm. and he just snaps on him, and it's like, Whoa. it's just Jekyll and Hyde. I know. His heart
1: rate, I mean, his blood pressure he cannot be a well man because you can't continue like that and work 20 hour a day are you I'm sure there are tons of episodes and other seasons where it's like and Buddy's health we got to talk to Buddy about working too much I'm sure that was a whole trope as well I'm sure um, but yeah. the fondant um, and everything so I mean <clears throat> I would say, you know, it was, what, was it what we expected? For me, I think it, it pretty much was what I expected. I just surprised, to be honest, about, and it just goes with age. I mean, with the fact that it was over, you know, over a decade old, the first episode. And I was like, these are just regular cakes most bakeries do these um but I think he probably just got in a very very good time he already had an established bakery that was very very popular he made um you know these cakes at that point that were I guess a bit revolutionary I don't know um and um he got in at a really really good time before there was any Netflix shows before there was any British Bake Off before there was anything and he lasted i just don't know if the cakes now what level they're at that's what i'd be interested i guess but as i said who was it, it was um it was nicole rich all these i mean everyone's gone to him so did know recently as well so i uh so that's kind of my thoughts on it kate i mean what did what what did you give it for pounds of learning
2: Right. So, okay, uh, if you are a first-time listener, we rate each show um, from zero to 600 pounds of learning um, based on 600-pound life. So, I rated this 75 pounds of learning because I do respect how hard he and his family work. Yes. Yes. And seeing this machine run and just pump out all this stuff was good and i did appreciate the short episodes
1: that was something i must admit when i saw they were 21 <laughs> minutes i was like thank you thank TLC you. gods thank you and um, i mean he has a cult following and i can understand because of as i said the italian american thing it plays very very well and i just hope that in all those lost episodes that we haven't seen and that we will never see. Um, There is a lot of family drama because that's the only way I could say this would be sustainable because it is the same thing every week. He sits down with two people. They say they want a cake and then they get a cake. I mean, it's just like, So you've made it last this long. Um, I give it 90 pounds of learning because I just, and that's purely mostly for fondant.
0: Fondant.
1: (laughs) Um, And that,
2: that was kind of it for me. I think it's still going, right, Kate? I believe so. And he's... He, yeah, if you check out his social media, he's got millions of followers, tons of endorsement deals. He's a very, very wealthy, successful dude.
1: I mean, we saw that mansion in New Jersey. (laughs) So uh, with an indoor bowling alley. Don't forget the indoor bowling alley. So, um, all right. I think this is probably a good time for an ickle ickle break, um, and then we will come back with our second show. We will be right back. Oh. Hello, it's Pauline again, and I am slotting in here between two very important points being made to hawk some of my merch. Hooray! Okay, this will only take a minute. You are obviously a fan of the absurd if you're listening to this, so I'm sure you have a small place in your heart for the gloriously absurd Real Housewives franchise on Bravo. I've created a line of the snarkiest notebooks you will find based on the Real Housewives of New York. They are available on Etsy. Link to my store is in the show notes. Okay, I finished hawking. Back to the show. Okay, and we are back with our second show. So, the second show that the Wheel of Shame chose for us last week is, or was and is, Say Yes to the Prom. All right, I'm just getting, <clears throat> just getting ready for this reading. <clears throat> Host Monty Durham and guest Laura Morano treat deserving high school girls to a fairy tale transformation for their prom. From choosing their dream dress to final accessories, the day continues with huge surprises for these young women. Okay, I'm gonna. I'll put that one on my reel, on my voiceover reel. I think that's good. Uh, remember, <laughs> contact me, anyone. I will. I will do voiceovers for anything, for push pins, for pillows, for candles, to motor oil. I'll do anything. So <laughs> I have no qualms. Just give me a call, I'll come in and record it and write me a check. I am available. All right. Um Kate, okay, when well, we got this last week, I think, I believe both of us were kind of under the impression it was obviously due to the title like a, it was going to be a big load of um like say yes to the dress but just for the prom and there was going to be a billion episodes so we were not very enthused by it mm-hmm. yeah
2: i wasn't sure if it was going to be people asking people to prom
1: yeah it was super vague. I thought it was too. I thought it was... I thought it was P- I was really confused because the title was like, okay, so it's Say Yes to the Dress for people that are going to the prom. And then I thought, um, oh, I read it. And it wasn't that description I read. It was another one. And I thought, oh, so it's going to be kids asking other kids to the prom and doing these elaborate, like kind of my, my sweet 16, but um, for like prom. So it'll be them doing these elaborate, expensive... Proposals to prom, which I've kind of seen on social media, people do that. Mm-hmm. um But it wasn't, and we were actually blessed by the um, wheel of shame because even though these episodes were long, they were an hour something. It said five seasons, and I was like, oh. But I went to it, and I don't know what the status is of it now. But there were two weird. There was one episode available for just season one and season two, so it was great. We only had to watch two two episodes. So that's where that's the level Kate and I've got to now. We're just overjoyed. That there are only two episodes. That was that's what makes our week. But you know what we won't be when it comes to Alaskan women looking for love. We won't be when it comes to Darson Stace. We won't be when it comes to 90 Day because we cannot get enough. 90 Day fiance episodes really should be about three hours long. I mean they're <laughs> what are they, Kate? They're an hour something. Hour right? twenty. Hour twenty. I'd be fine with three hours. I mean they have you know they have the footage. You know they have the footage. Um, For sure.
2: It's fascinating.
1: Yeah, we would not be upset with that. But, uh, Kate, so do you kind of want to go through? We have these two episodes. What we, what,
2: how, what this show really was about? So this was about these um, students that come from uh, underserved communities, kind of, and they're getting basically everything they need for prom and it's this Mm -hmm. big event say yes to the prom event and they walk a runway they get a makeover they get to pick out their outfit and then they also get prizes Mm -hmm. and scholarships and stuff
1: yeah um these two were kind of different the first one that we watched um they did as kate said they you know um it was actually in los angeles and it was um for um lower income areas and schools um that children are just excelling in and they're coming to their prom and because of different circumstances um socioeconomic circumstances familiar circumstances things like that that have been challenging um you know having these elaborate Proms it just it just isn't feasible um so they they were given um we had Monty come in and betsy Johnson the designer um to Monty I think is is on say yes to the dress I don't know I'm I, they kind of knew him from that um so he comes in and he like you kind of focus on a couple of the graduates and their stories and then they go through get their dresses and then they um Betsy Johnson just like harasses them constantly down the down the um <laughs> runway but she, I mean everyone if you don't know who Betsy Johnson is just google her she's something but um She's a designer for many, 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 many years. Known for her very eclectic, loud, colourful prints. Um, I'm sure we all have a Betsy Johnson purse somewhere. I think I do. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so... Now, it starts off... Already, I was I was enraged. Not due to the subject matter, believe it or not. Not due to the hosts. Not due to these wonderful uh, young adults that we met. Because some of them I fell madly and deeply in love with. So... It starts off... Now, I also have told you before, listeners, I, we watch these shows when we can because we actually do have lives and jobs and work. And sometimes we get these bullshit shows that have so many episodes, we have to fit them in when we can between recordings. So I I do watch slash listen to a lot of them while I'm driving. Um, I'll just have them on and I think I'll get the gist of it. I have it cleaning, laundry, everything I possibly can. So this one I started listening to while I was driving and I heard you know Monty comes on and explains you know you have won you're going to be part of say yes to the prom all the kids are really excited this is what we're going to do we're going to get you hair makeup da 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 Um, you guys are exceptional you know students you're going to excel let's help you with this prom we have someone very special that would like to talk to you (laughs) fucking Jada Pinkett Smith now a couple of things Couple of things. I don't know what everyone's opinion that's listened to this is of her. Um, I don't have a very high opinion of her for many, many, many reasons that I could probably have three other podcast episodes go to fill about why I think she's opportunist and um, a really, really immoral human being. Um, But uh, she is on here is in Los Angeles and she, she basically she just wants to get her name stuck in everything any opportunity to get her name stuck in anything that makes her look good she'll do it so you have her and i realize it's in Los Angeles she's just on a screen doesn't even bother to come down and all she, and she says you know we're so we have this foundation and all she does is mention the foundation's name like 5 times in it In comparison to other people that came there, gave their time, dressed these these girls and guys, gave them their expertise, was with them, understood their stories. I was like, it's starting off with Jada Pinkett Smith. This does not bode well for me. (laughs) At all. It really doesn't.
2: I don't think I know as much about her as you do.
1: She is... uh, Any opportunity to get her name in the press... Any opportunity, she still talks about her. her biggest claim to fame is yes, yeah, she dated or went to school with Tupac. Well, he's been dead for about fifty years, so I don't know why you're still talking about it. She infuriates me. She in that red table talk. She yeah. thinks she's this phenomenal journalist because she had Jordan Woods on, who. Who was the one that kissed Tristan Thompson, who was, it was the baby daddy to Khloe Kardashian? I mean, right. she made it this deep emotional talk. If you want to do anything of any substance, I would really stay clear of the Kardashians. I mean, <laughs> she is, but she'll get a name stuck in anything. It was a hot topic, so she had to get a name stuck into it. Right. She's sick. She really does. But I really need to. No, I don't need to watch my mouth. It's my podcast, and I think she's an idiot. All right, so um, <laughs> if you don't like it, that's okay. Uh, anyway, she was on it, and I was like, oh, no. But then you get into the stories, and honestly, it was really, really interesting to learn. It was a much more um, uh, meaningful program than I thought it would. You saw a couple of individuals. There was a couple of twins, Eileen and Libby, and their parents had been de- you know, they were born here in Long Beach, California, and then their parents had been deported, so they lived with uncles and aunts. And there was another girl called ha- um, Halima, and her mum, uh, she was removed from her mum's care. Um, and there was Devion, who um, I just fell madly in love with. He was a really amazing young guy, very, very oh. positive, like beautiful being, just, you know, he's has hadn't had it easy. His mum hadn't had it easy. She worked very very very, very hard to um you know keep a roof over his head and was gone for long periods of time working um many different jobs and he just helps her out and is positive and you know I've said it, I think it was more at the beginning of this this you know the the birth of this podcast I'd watched a couple of episodes of um i can't remember which show it was, but I said you know it made me definitely have um it was. They were either quite poignant, or they made me do some reflection. And maybe it's my time in life to do a lot of self reflection. Um, but this definitely made me reflect because I was watching and listening to these kids, and they were they were not of a lot of means. Right? That doesn't mean they weren't loved. It doesn't mean they didn't have great family around them and friends. But financial means, which makes life just. Simpler in a lot of ways and easier, you know, when you're not worrying about having your electricity turned off. And some of them, you know, were just really bringing themselves up and a lot of hard stories. And it made me reflect about the school I went to and thinking about I went to a very privileged school, very privileged kids and we did, we don't really have prom, I think they have more, they call them kind of proms in England now, I think they've kind of caught on that American way, but essentially our school had balls, so um, yeah, so we would have a end of year ball, and you get all dressed up, and you know, other schools come, and it's all very formal and, and, and great, but um, it just made me look and think about how the majority of us were just dickheads that just take so much for granted. You know, it was when you're surrounded by, so, by a lot of wealth and you really have no idea a lot of the time of, you know, these children that they're only, uh, you know, they knew there was a lot of them that felt a lot of pressure. They were like, my parents aren't here. I have to succeed. I don't have a choice. I have mm-hmm. to get straight A's. I have to do all this. You know, and you think about your own schooling and you're like we were just pissing around, you know, smoking behind the bike sheds and stuff. It's like it's Right. What a what a waste, dude. Our parents my parents worked very, very hard to get me into a great school and um, you know, to pay for all of this, I did a lot of the other kids I was with. And it's just like I looked at these kids and they work so hard. They there was one girl that was working forty hours a week and going to school. To help pay rent. Yeah. To help pay rent. That is a set of circumstances that I never had. And I think how lucky and fortunate of me. And this girl, she's always going to be successful. That girl is always going to be successful because she's a fighter. And she has been placed with these circumstances. She doesn't feel sorry for herself. She gets on with it, and she makes her life a success. And those are the people that deserve everything. And they deserve all of this. And um, it was just great to see them... See, see them flourish and just a lot of them didn't have a lot of confidence. Some of them did, but there were a couple like these twins that parents had been deported. They were very timid, very mm-hmm. timid girls. And, you know, it was just great to see like Betsy Johnson just mauling them and being like, come on, get your shoulders back. You're gorgeous. Stand up straight. Let's get you out on the runway. And so you know i just thought about it a lot and it was this documentary that i started watching and had to stop because it was so obnoxious um recently as well like two days ago before i watched this and it was called too posh to parent and it was essentially just these eye-wateringly uh wealthy london parents that um didn't parent it was all au pairs it was all nannies it was everyone but them and um Just, just, it was the stark contrast of what watching that and then watching these kids. And I thought, you know, there's so much moral backbone to these kids as well because, um, they really know life right from wrong. There was a lot of them that said, you know, a lot of my friends started doing stuff that was very easy to do, but I knew it was bad and I knew I had to stay away from it. And instead they were getting straight A's in school and they're going to university and they're going to be successful. So it really was a point of a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, some, maybe a lot, some reflection for me. I did think back and I thought that's something to, something to note and something to, um, be grateful for that I wasn't in that situation and that a lot of people are whether you live in Los Angeles whether you live in the middle of Pennsylvania whether you live in Ohio Texas wherever you live there's there are a lot of people in a lot of need that still prosper and do really really fantastic things in life and I just um it was really nice to see they all deserved this and I think it was it was it was really
2: beautiful to see them just feel special you know and to still have a good attitude about it i think there are a lot of people if if they had to work jobs to help pay help their parents pay rent or if they had someone leave them behind like it would be easy to turn bitter about it but they of were course. all really positive bright souls mm-hmm. and they were they're amazing they're yeah. we all going
1: to be very successful yeah um, there was something so they do you know they go through the dresses and they hear the story and Monty's crying all the time and I'm just like oh Monty. Like,
2: Monty. Did Monty's you hear, an interesting fellow. Yeah sometimes he would say stuff to the kids where I was like yes yes Monty. I didn't write any of it down did you write any of it down? Yeah I did so okay. he's talking to Libby and Eileen who are the twins whose um, parents were deported when they were like 10 years old mm. And they're both really shy and they're very connected to each other. And uh, the first thing he says is, So your parents won't be here. Are you guys, are y'all sad about that? And it's like, Shut up, Monty. Monty. And then, and then Betsy comes over and he goes, Remember, Betsy, they don't have much. They've never tried on dresses before. Right in
1: front of them. I was like, Dude, said, I'm, I'm glad you wrote that down because I'd written just, there was stuff, Monty, shut up. Just don't have much. Don't have much. Ah. Oh. It was just like stop, dude. Yeah,
2: it was a little bit like savior complex type of stuff yeah, going on. It Why was. It was a little bit. There was
1: also there was terms he used that I was like, I don't. I think we should stop that. So they they choose these dresses and then um, when they're going to go and do a runway, they go into hair and makeup and Monty says, "Let's jack them up." I just thought, I yeah. really—that's
2: a really odd turn of phrase. Let's jack them up. I noticed he said that a couple times too, and I think it was him trying to say, um, let's pump them up. Like, let's get them excited. Yeah. But, but he I've said, been... let's jack them up.
1: Yeah. Like, you're jacked up on Coke or something. That's how i right. use
2: it. Like, I didn't get. <laughs> like... he was, yeah, Monty was confused about his words. He I don't know.
1: Conf- <laughs> I think he was confused about a lot of stuff. He was confused about a lot of stuff for these episodes. Um. So they did this runway, and that was very sweet, and then you did and then there was just one more episode that we went over, and that was in New York um Kate, where they actually threw them a a prom, which was really cool.
2: That's really cute i yeah i I don't know this show. Did, really you brought watch, me back. did you watch that one i didn't see much of the second one to be honest but i
1: watched i got that from the hesitation there did you see did you hear that listeners i knew it i picked I up i thought there I'm was a sorry. little bit of hesitation it's okay i didn't finish either okay. um but i just because it was them just throwing a pop, prom and i was like okay so just throwing yeah. a big party and they were a deserving school and the woman that actually founded the school she was interesting um it was a charter school and it was in the very very top of manhattan and she said it was like just below harlem and, like, um, they get lumped in a lot with the Bronx, and, um, so they featured a couple of girls, um, there, and guys, one of them, you know, she take, it's, the girl was like, you know, I do, I live in a very rough neighborhood, and, um, to get to school, it takes me an hour and a half, several buses, she goes, but this is my home, she goes, I do it because I wanna be here, and all of them, straight A's, all of them doing sports, I mean, just really remarkable, um, gals and lads um and so they just throw them a prom yeah that the the part of the prom i didn't really watch because it was just a big party but they were really happy um and then they would get stuff like they'd give them laptops or ipads just stuff to really really help them with um university and studying and stuff so it was really it was very very cool to see it was it was i've got to say it was completely different to what i thought it was going to be kate
2: me too i didn't realize it had this philanthropic element to it
1: yeah i agree i mean not from jada pinkett smith let me, let me just let me, me be very clear about that jada pinkett smith got a face on tv so she she did her work and mentioned her and will smith's name about five times so she was that that was that was it for her. that seemed random and I, so and so interesting by the way just to go on jada pinkett smith <laughs> so interesting that she's doing this and was uh, preaching about education because what she let her son just like not go to school because education wasn't important oh that's because he's a completely overprivileged and has money to never have to work again that's why right okay just wanted to just just wanted to put that out there
2: (laughs) so yeah i i kind of looked this uh foundation up or this um whole thing this say yes Mm. to the prom what they do and everything, yeah. And um, it's a designed to go beyond the dress to prepare students for college and careers. Say yes to the drum, say yes to the prom. Also features scholarship, internship, and mentorship opportunities, as well as educational and youth workforce partnerships with the Emma Bowen Foundation.
0: And then oh, they, okay.
2: and then they do these shopping days. And there's actually one in Des Moines, Iowa. Um, mm where people bring well there's these dress drives so people will bring dresses um that they've only worn like once or whatever and then like people can oh them yeah. for free and yeah cool 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 anyway
1: well that was good it was definitely different um and surprisingly it was a nice surprise even though it was still about dresses and proms um <laughs> what, so what did you rate learning. yeah I, pounds a lot you, you go first <laughs> <laughs> i give it actually i'm looking at my count now and i was like oh okay maybe i was jerked up when i wrote this because i gave <laughs> it um 324 pounds that's a good rating yeah it's really because i these i learned these uh, once again remember i had a i had a self-reflection yeah, so I had to yeah. that it actually made me reflect on my times um at uh my school that I went to and all the snotty-nosed brats that we were. So um okay. yeah, I give it 324.
2: What about you? I did 117. Okay. Okay. Cuz the I I did enjoy the kids, the kids and their stories and mm-hmm. you know, just getting them seeing them be excited to yeah. show themselves off and the parents in the crowd crying i was like yes no. that was good yeah
1: so it was kind of a mixed bag this week i mean getting one like cake boss one that we'd already obviously we touched on buddy before but we have no more cake boss i believe <laughs> after this no more we've got rid of that and say yes to the problem unfortunately there is more say yes to the stuff in the wheel of shame i think but It was a weird mixed bag this week, but um, we're going to move on to the Wheel of Shame now. Now, this is always the part where we get giddy. We get butterflies in the tummy. We just get a little bit lightheaded, a little bit loosey-goose. We get excited. It's happening. Everything's happening right now. We're going to the Wheel of Shame. That's going to pick the two shows for next week. Now, before I spin the wheel, Kate, I have to tell you, that I have the wheel of shame set up on my computer so I just pull it up before we're going to record um so I have all my tabs up and I went to the wheel of shame this week and it was blank <gasps> and I just thought excuse me And it's because I had had all this shit going on with my, what was it with? Oh, it was my, actually my Etsy store. Shout out Etsy store, a Brit in the sun for all your pop culture needs. Um, I was trying to get some order through and it wouldn't go through. So they said, clear your cookies and cachet or whatever all that stuff is. Which, so I did it. So now I don't have any of my passwords. I don't have, all of this shit is just gone. And I'm like, (sighs) fuck. So I thought, hang on, I had a panic listeners there was a panic i thought no wheel of shame no 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 but i had the whole list already what that we had compiled of all of the shows so just copy and paste fine copy and paste (sighs) but it was a good review i copied and pasted all of the um titles of the shows um and as i was doing so i had to obviously remove all the ones we've done so i had to go through the list and it really okay i'd forgotten some of them on there that i really want i'd forgotten there was some in here that i'm like Oh shit, they're really good. Like, um, what have we got? Oh, I catfished my kid. <gasps> I can't believe I forgot that one. I was putting this on, I was like, oh shit, that's gonna be good. I catfished my kid. That's gonna be great. <laughs> there was also, um, what was the other one? Oh, my teen is pregnant and so am I. I oh. think that will be good. We have a fuckload. Of the morbid obesity shows and baby shows still. And I'm like, I I can't, dude. I I'm just like, I'm looking right now, I'm looking at one right now, the world's fattest man. We have so freaking cheap. We have playhouse masters, which is honestly gonna be excruciating. It's a show about people that create playhouses. Oh lord. It's, there are a lot on there, Kate, that I went through and went, oh whoa. okay and then some that I was like okay that's gonna be good but we still have like we have a lot of these um family by the ton I mean how
2: (laughs) many of these shows I saw one I don't know if it's on the wheel yet or if this is new I I just saw it I've never seen it's um the it's like the 700 pound teen
1: I saw that I'm gonna add it right now okay and you know what I didn't and what wasn't on here is thousand pound best friends I've got to add that yeah um so let me do I'm gonna add that right now listeners to make sure that we are up to date so it's thousand pound best friends okay get that in there and then the other one is would you say 700 pound teen right I know which yeah something like that seven so oh great so i just added two more morbidly obese shows yeah okay so,
2: yeah
1: when do you think we should we should probably do like this live we should do like a uh, uh listeners tell us you fancy this. we should do like an instagram live or something live where we actually go through the list and see what we need to add again and compare <laughs> it to tlc
2: because i'm sure we're missing a ton dude we're probably missing a ton of shows on hair i feel like every time i get on discovery plus i see something i've never seen before i know yeah well i
1: just added that 700 pound teen so guys if you know that we're missing anything will you please um email us or you can dm us um on our instagram to just let us know but i am looking as i look at it right now Kate, okay, we haven't even we haven't how have we gone through this and we haven't touched the following these are the shows 90 Day Fiancé before the 90 days, 90 Day Fiancé happily ever after, 90 Day Fiancé just landed, 90 Day Fiancé the other way, 90 Day Fiancé what now, 90 Day Fiancé the single life. We haven't touched any of, we haven't even, it's so crazy that all of those are still standing.
2: The Wheel of Shame is holding back from giving us the goods.
1: Okay, so it means we need to go now. Now, I don't know if all that, that we just, we just added stuff, we just spoke about it, we mentioned a lot of shows there, Kate. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that means for the real shame, what they're going to pull for us. What do you feel right now? What are you feeling before I, before I spin
2: for our first show? I want a terrible relationship.
1: Yes, so do I. That's what we live for on this yeah. podcast. We want drama. We want conflict. We want disastrous human beings. Yes. I mean just think you know darcy crying wine you know mascara running down her face why you never loved me like that's throwing a we... drink yeah oh, that's what we want
2: what are we gonna and... get probably something like i No, come on is... oh god there's dc
1: cupcakes on here yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. i'm just gonna spin without further okay. ado let's do our first spin and right. we are spinning Okay, come on, wheel of shame. Alaskan women, women looking for love. Alaskan women looking for. Love. Oh my Oh! oh. <gasps> Kate, what? Okay, all right, listeners. This is a show that we, Kate and I, have mentioned that we there are. I swear to God, twenty-eight seasons, and it is one that we had said when we get it, it would be a full episode or we'd have to like cut it up. So we need to discuss this before we spin again, Kate. The show we got Sister Wives. Coyote <gasps> pass. Cody in his hair. All his wives end up hating him. We go the 100 kids. We go on a roller coaster with this show. We need to think right now. Listeners bear with us as we just discuss this openly because there are so there is so much that happens so many seasons i think every episode is literally like an hour and a half i mean it's like a 90 day for us this is a big one this is when we we said when we got this we would be dedicating it to june diane Raphael because this is her this is her show kate do we just pull this one and we just do sister wives next week yes okay all there's right. so much to say there's, about it. There's so much. Honestly, guys, this is a big one. This is us hitting a 90 day really or Alaskan women looking for love. Seeking Sister Wives is probably I mean, it's one of the most successful shows on TLC for for phenomenal reasons. We're going to start at the beginning when he was just introducing Robin, his last wife. And then she comes in, and all the wives hate her. You have to deal with him and his affliction jeans, affliction t-shirt, his long, horrific hair that he and Hibbs thought that everyone is in love with them, and he's just this magnet. I there is so much to say. Uh, there's a lot of research to do, a lot of research as well. There's one. By the way, there is we're going to go on a roller coaster. This isn't spoiling anything because there's just so much to go over we're also going to get to a point where one of the wives gets catfished by a woman pretending to be a man online (laughs) there is and she has to tell the whole family not only was she you know kind of online cheating but she was doing it with a woman that she thought was a man that's just that's just one season one part of one season I don't know. That's brutal. They get ran out of Vegas. They get ran out of, I mean, oh, this is going to be challenging. This is.
2: 16 seasons.
1: Kate, my advice for you, because you haven't seen any of it, right?
2: I've seen episodes here and there.
1: Here and there. We have to figure out, listeners, how to do this. Because if you are a listener that's following along with us, you know, you get a week to watch all of these and I think the best thing to do you gotta there's crucial this I mean everything's crucial in it to be honest because it's such a mess everyone in it I think you have to do an episode spin through it you get the gist Um, they do a lot of like them sitting on the sofa and having their kind of interview moments Um, you can spin through that But then some fights happen there as well. Like the wives all hate; they're so so bitchy to each other. Um, And he tries to make them all. And he's like, he just thinks he's a god. I mean, he genuinely thinks he is irresistible. And then you put this man on television, and he (sighs) just—I
2: almost sixteen seasons. I almost feel like this could be a two-parter episode with like seasons one through eight, and then seasons eight through sixteen. And we wouldn't have to necessarily have them okay. back to back, but like, that's but just then an how idea. How do
1: we do this? Luckily, I'm drinking nice coffee right now because I may have to stay up and watch Sister Wives all night. Um, <laughs> how should we do? You know, we're going to talk about this yeah. off air probably yeah. because Kate and I need to figure out how to do this. But we will, uh, we'll put something on social media. Um, once this goes out, to let you guys kind of know how we're going to do this because it is a monster. This is us hitting Darsen Stace. This is us hitting 90 Day Fiancé. Like, we have to start preparing ourselves (laughs) so for these monsters that come. And we need to give this due... We need to give the respect it deserves, Kate, because this is everything TLC speaks to. This is disaster families fighting... Unfortunately, there's no drinking because they're Mormon. Well, they're not Mormon, actually. Well, they'll get into that. But there's fighting jealousy... moving polygamy bad haircuts bad clothes a man that thinks he's god's gift (laughs) it's yeah so we'll figure it out for you listeners and we'll put it on social media how we're going to split this up um but in the meantime we should probably get going so Mm -hmm. um kate anything you want to plug talk about before we close this
2: episode uh, follow us on Instagram and TikTok yep. at um, Tender 10 Living Care Pod. Yep. Twitter is TLC Poddy.
1: Yep, TLC Potty.
2: And leave us a five star review if you have the time. We'd love please, that. Please.
1: Um, And you can always email us, tenderlovingcarepod at gmail.com, tenderlovingcarepod at gmail.com. As always, we mentioned it before in the episode, uh, but agents in the field, if any of you have worked on a TLC show, if any of you know who cuts Cody's hair, from um, Sister Wives, you could be a valuable member of our team. So please, anyone that has any background on any TLC show, you've worked on it, you've been on one, your friend was, your sister was, your dog was, just email us, let us know because we would love um, to kind of pick your brains and find out what it goes on behind the scenes. Um, I also have to give a quick plug because we are talking about, this whole podcast is talking about pop culture, kind of a lot of pop culture things kind of kind of uh with TLC shows so um I have created um numerous products numerous products to that um are my attempt to pay homage to the disasters of reality TV shows, disaster YouTubers, everything that's really a disaster. Um, I've made a product about. And you can find everything on my Instagram at A Brit in the Sun. B-R-I-T in the sun. So please go there, you'll get all the links to the um shops Redbubble and um Etsy, everything's on. Right. So you have uh we, as I said, we are gonna dive into a biggie next week. This is a biggie, guys um anyone you talked if you listened to the show and liked it please tell tell your neighbor tell your best friend it would be awesome um and we love you you're awesome thank you for listening and we will see you next week bye everyone
2: Bye, bye